0: let's try this again as we go to our auburn bank phone line a good friend of the program brandon marcello joins us on the show brandon you with us
1: i'm here what's up
0: (laughs) there we go uh doing well thanks for the time once again i was i was just saying i really enjoyed the luigi look that you had last night for halloween i thought the family was able (laughs) to put it all together well man
1: yeah, you do whatever you got to do for the kid. He, he He's obsessed with Mario, and so Daddy said, you know what? Let's go as the Mario family. Let's do it.
0: Is it Mario Kart, Mario Party, just Mario everything? Is there a certain phase that we've nah, reached?
1: Mario everything. Mario I mean, everything. He, he <laughs> can, I mean, he knows like all 50 versions of it already. It's, it's
0: insane. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that's a nice break, I would imagine, with all the chaos that we're seeing, uh, not only in uh, here in Auburn, but across college football. Of course, we've got the first college football playoff rankings set to come out a little bit later. But knowing uh, what's happening here on the plains, the coaching search is, is now upon us. Auburn uh, firing Brian Harson. This was something that, you know, we spoke with you about a month ago, Brandon, and, and you knew that uh, at that time that uh, this could certainly be a possibility. And now all of a sudden, Auburn made the decision in the the middle of the season, uh, what would you think of the move? Do you see something like this coming officially to be happening in the year?
1: Yeah, I, I was actually. What's kind of surprised me was like, you know, what if they're about to announce their AD, then they're going to wait until the end of the season and do kind of a uh, you know a dog and pony show of we're going to evaluate. He's going to the new AD. going to evaluate the program for the next month and see where we're at. Well, now instead, President Chris Roberts says, okay. Before I introduce the AD, I'm firing the head football coach. And then, by the way, here's a new AD, and he's got a completely clean slate here without having to make any decisions yet. So, and, you know, smart on his part. He got ahead of the ball, and now they're able to kind of start that search in earnest to a point where um, they're not having to rush together things there near the end of the season when signing day would be approaching so quickly there uh, in mid-December.
0: Uh, I mistakenly referred to the new Auburn athletic director earlier as Steve Cohen, who is the incredibly wealthy owner of the New York Mets. But it is uh, John Cohen who's taking over as the Auburn athletics director. So, Brandon, what can you tell me about John Cohen in this new role?
1: Yeah, I, I uh, you know I, I used to cover Mississippi State as a beat writer, and he was the uh, baseball coach there at the time. And you guys know baseball is huge there, so it's like right. a daily beat there almost. And Um, he's one of the smartest guys I've ever met in the industry in the sports industry Uh, got to uh, hang out with him on a personal basis but also professionally in his office several times just chatting uh, on and off the record Uh, incredibly sharp as I mentioned but also not afraid to kind of take risks and do things differently even when it came to coaching his baseball team I can recall times in games where he was talking about why they did this or why they did that and just win against like, like your general baseball knowledge, you know, like what will you do in this instance? And you're like, okay, that's the way he does things. And it wins. Um, and you know, he's someone who, uh, kind of always kind of had an eye, uh, on being an administrator of some sort when he was at Mississippi state as the baseball coach, I can remember back in, I think it was 2011, uh, during a coaching search for their next basketball coach, I think to replace Rick Stansberry at the time, uh, he was involved kind of in their like search committee. He was almost like the right-hand man uh, in some of those interview sessions with with Scott Strickland, the AD at the time, interviewing candidates at the final four. And so he's kind of always had his eye on this type of thing, and he finally got his chance in 2016 in replacing Scott Strickland. He's worked under Greg Byrne, who's now at Alabama, He's worked under Strickland. Um, He's been involved in college athletics since he was a teenager when he went to Mississippi State as a baseball player. So he understands it inside and out. And uh, as I said also, incredibly smart. You know, his dad was a law professor, um, very well-versed in a lot of things outside of sports. And uh, uh, it's going to be, I think Auburn fans are really going to be fascinated getting to learn more about him in the coming weeks.
2: And, Brandon, we were looking at some of the betting markets for the, the the betting favorites for the next Auburn head coach, and the top three are no surprise. They're Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin, and Deion Sanders. Those are names that we've hear, heard linked with Auburn well before Brian Harson was officially fired. But one guy that's risen way up the list, and I, I assume it's due to the association of John Cohen, is Mike Leach, who's up to, I think, fifth or sixth or something on the betting, betting markets. I, I guess my question is, is there any smoke to that fire where – there would be some real interest, or is Leach just kind of too much of an oddball to be truly considered at Auburn?
1: Whew, that, that would be interesting, you know. but he, his name hasn't been one that I've heard uh, among uh, circles in the industry. Uh, but again, John Cohen's not afraid to make some bold decisions uh, that kind of go against the grain or even kind of what you expect. Uh, but that one would kind of surprise me, especially considering you know, kind of where Mississippi State is right now, uh, with their football program. I think they're kind of at a, you know, a turning point here. It's going to go left or right, uh, for Leach, and he could potentially be on the hot seat next season if things go a little bit south near the end of the rest of the season. You know, his, here's one thing about Leach that would, if he were hired at Auburn, you know, forget all the off the field antics and everything like that. One thing that, that would not settle well with, Anybody there with fans would be he is terrible in rivalry games, and he always has been no matter what school Texas Tech, Washington State, and Mississippi State. He's yet to win an egg Egg bowl. He struggled at Washington State in the Apple Cup, and of course, at Texas Tech, he struggled against teams inside the state there from time to time. So uh, that's not going to cut it when you go to Auburn and you got Alabama in the state, and you got Georgia right across the border there. Um, And those are your rivalry games that That would be a tough sell. And uh, I, 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 that just for that to matter, uh, that that would be a higher that I think would get met with a lot of negative reaction.
2: And Brandon, we know that Brian Harson is now leaving this program in a in a worse place than he found it and really failed in multiple areas. So in your opinion, as Auburn looks to this next, Head coach, what is the most important thing that this next head coach needs to su- succeed at doing while at Auburn?
1: They need to succeed in not being Brian Arson. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna tell you, I mean, pretty much whoever the coach is, uh, I would say they're going to be viewed in such a much better light than Brian Arson ever was, including the day he was hired there at Auburn, because he's going to be seen as the guy replacing what has been just an absolute two years of horror shows and apathy. Um, I, I Listen, I think Brian Arson is a good coach, but he was a good coach completely coaching on a different planet uh, at Auburn. He, he, he does not belong in Auburn. And for that matter, that made him the worst coach in Auburn football history, in my opinion. And that's too bad for him, because again, I think that it tarnishes his name a little bit and i still think he's a very good coach who will do good things if he gets another head coaching gig uh elsewhere but the next coach needs to be just an absolute killer on the recruiting trail and more importantly here for the next two years in the transfer portal and they got to find a way to immediately boost on the ground running full speed ahead in lockstep with the NIL initiatives there at Auburn to get that done with the transfer portal. And that's why you're hearing the names you're hearing now, and it's also why I reported yesterday from the sourcing close to to Cohen's thinking and, and sourcing there at Auburn, that Lane Kiffin, the Ole Miss coach, is the number one target here very early in the early goings here of the coaching search at Auburn.
2: Well, and Brandon, that leads me to my next question because I did obviously ask about the Mike Leach angle, but being in the state of Mississippi, obviously for Cohen to have been at Mississippi State, it, it would have resonated with him what Ole Miss was doing just up the road a little bit uh, under Lane Kiff in the last couple of years. Uh, and something I, I've read a lot about is how displeased he's been with the collective at Ole Miss. So I guess my question is you know, some people would worry that because Ole Miss is in a better situation because of what Lane Kiffin has done on the field the last couple years, I guess my question is, is that that still not enough? Given that Auburn's tradition is much higher, given that Auburn seems to be in a good place NIL-wise, relatively speaking, would there be any hesitation from Kiffin if he were offered the Auburn job to take it?
1: I think if you're any sitting head coach at a Power Five program, there would be hesitation because of just what what are the new challenges there and would I be going somewhere where I could potentially be ending my career in three or four years if things don't work out immediately? There would be that hesitation. But also I think when everything's presented to him, it'll be, oh, those are things that Ole Miss would never be able to offer me. And it's not about salary. He's getting paid seven and a half million dollars now, and if Auburn came calling, it'd probably be about ten million. Um, what it's going to be is fan base is larger. I don't. I'm not going to be complaining at 11 a.m. when we're a top ten team about attendance. Uh, I'm not going to be complaining about losing my defensive coordinator because we got outbid simply just because someone offered more money, even though we wanted to keep him and did so drastically, but we didn't have the money for it. And then also, the NIL situation. Lane Kemp has been very vocal about that since last spring, about how it's unfair because certain programs could just outbid everybody, and of course he's talking about Texas a and And at Auburn, my belief is, based off what I've been hearing there, is that that's not really going to be that big of an issue for them because they've already raised more than $11 million for NIL pool money that is going to be able to uh, grow exponentially here in the coming years, and coming months, I should say. And that's something that will entice any coach out there. So, again, that's what's going to be sold to Lane Kiffin. Is he going to be willing to listen and not shut his ears off before they get to you know provide their sales pitch? That's a question to, to be asked. But, again, just look here in recent history with Old Miss, just in the last 15, 20 years. Houston Nutt had them as a top-five team at one point. Hugh Freeze had them there as well. Heck, they were in the first playoff rankings, you guys remember, uh, in the top four. <laughs> and Lane Kiffin has beaten Alabama twice, and none of those coaches were able to take them to Atlanta to the SEC championship game let alone being in contention to reach the playoff. Meanwhile, at Auburn, because of the resources there and the better talent you're going to get, provides you, I hate to say, an easier road. It's still a very difficult road, but it's a much easier road than it is at Ole Miss.
0: We'll see who that next head football coach is for the Auburn Tigers. They've got four games left in the year, and Cadillac Williams is going to be the interim man. Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports is our guest here on the program. How does this timeline work then, Brandon, knowing that so many of these coaches are in their current spots? Auburn wants to move as quickly as possible and that sort of thing. I mean, uh, what? How, how early is too early? What would be like, whoa, this is crazy that we're finding out this is official in terms of who that next head coach would be?
1: Yeah, any time before the final weekend of the regular season would be. Yeah. Whoa, that's interesting. Sure, um, but I, I. It is possible that word leaks in the final week of the season that so and so is lining up for the job, and they're going to take the job literally like that next Sunday. Um, that that could very well happen. Um, but listen, I think Auburn's got some runway here uh, to go stretch this through mid December if they have to. Um, Yes, the early signing period is coming, but transfer portal is what's going to be really important. Um, you know, what I mean, well, Auburn's lost what, one or two guys so far from the signing class or commitment class? Right. Say. So they're not, I hate saying this, but there's not a lot of amazing superstar talent that if you lose from the commitment, or for that matter, players that are currently on the roster, that you would go, oh, wow, there's no way to recover from that. Because let's be honest, the program is in such bad shape right now that they're going to be worse next year. They just are with with the roster and the commitments they have right now. So you're going to have to fix it immediately through the transfer portal. And you can wait until mid-December to start working that because of the windows that are open now through the NCAA. So this this is a search process that could go for six weeks. Or if they got their man and know who it's going to be and they're still coaching right now, they very well could have word leaked there in that final week of regular season. And we could be sitting here at the end of this very month right now going, Auburn's coach has been hired and they've got a press conference scheduled for tomorrow morning.
0: We'll see how it all plays out. What, what do you think is uh, next for Brian Harson?
1: A Good question. Um... For one, I'm sure he's enjoying his birthday today. Uh, Happy birthday. (laughs) Uh, There's a big paycheck coming. But, yeah, I think he gets back in coaching. I I don't know him very well. I've talked to him one-on-one a couple times. But, um, you know, I bet he gets back into coaching. He needs a rebound from this. A lot of Auburn coaches, you guys know, you get fired from Auburn, you get kind of lost in the wilderness. You don't really rebound all that much from it. And Gus Malzahn at UCF, I mean, it's a good program, but it's a group of five programs. I mean, he's never going to have another big-time gig like Auburn again. Brian Arson, I think, still has an opportunity to get back there, but I think he's got to get back on the radar quickly. And so I, I bet he's coaching again here real soon.
0: Thanks so much for the time today, Brandon. It's always an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. I know the Auburn undercover folks there with your 24-7 sports company are super busy, as are you. So what would you promote? How could people be plugged in and uh, stay up to date on all the Auburn football happenings and and college football happenings for that matter?
1: Yeah, just go 24-7 sports. Everything you ever need is right there. Thanks so much for the time. We'll talk again soon, okay? All right, see you guys.